Now let's go back to networking. Yes. You just mentioned that one of your favorite topics, isn't Where's it? Where's Shaz? That's where I came from, yeah. Where's Shaz? Everywhere. To, to, and that's the answer. <laughs> is it? Because when I became self-employed for the first six months to get my name out there, I was at every event. How important is someone's credit history, credit file, um, in for, you know, for them to get or to be able to get something from it's, the government? It's important, but it's not the end of the world. I think what's important is understanding what's on there. Mm. So a lot of people who think they've got bad credit don't actually, it's not as bad as they think. But then some people who think they've got amazing credit have things on there that's going to cause problems. So it's a case of let's see what's on your credit file. Yeah. I think CCJs come up a lot. If there's like unpaid parking tickets, right? Just pay the 35 quid and, and deal with it afterwards. If you don't pay it, that causes you more issues. Really? Yeah, because it's so easy in this country to put a CCJ on, on your record without you even wow. knowing. And then suddenly you can't get mortgages. So yeah, credit files are important, but bad credit is subjective, you know, defined bad, I guess. Do you get a lot of people who have difficulties to come to you and ask for support and help and how they can... What, with credit? Not nah. I think most of the investors, I think, and this is why I use my Instagram and social media to kind of educate, they understand the importance yeah. of checking and to get their stuff in order before they even come and approach me. Right. So who is your typical client? So I would say kind of clients I get are obviously property investors. They've potentially done a course through, say, PIN or PPN or whoever. Um, and now they're looking to buy property. They're quite newbies. I think I do deal with a lot of newer investors. Mm. And again, potentially that's because of social media, that's because of the content I produce. But then I've got kind of three or four or five bigger investors who are not on social media, have the bigger deals that keep coming through regularly as well. How did you get into it? By chance, by chance. So when I was working for Lloyds Bank, uh, when I was like mid-20s, 25, 26 probably, that was just in a call center you know, and customer service. You know, what's my balance? It's excellent. That, that's literally what it was with a bit of sales. And I was good at that job. I was probably the second best salesperson in... in Ooh. Yeah, I'm very modest. Second best wasn't the best. I was second best. But um, I was happy. I think looking back, and this is where hindsight helps, it's I was happy, but it was a mundane kind of reality in the sense of do you know to five, go home, go back in again. There's nothing exciting. But I've always been pretty creative, so they would always give me little tasks and projects and kind of things, say, do this for six months, you know, keep you happy. But then an opportunity came, so Barclays were offering to pay for your mortgage qualifications, which is called CMAP. So to be a mortgage broker, you have to have the qualification. So I was like, I could do this, get qualified, and actually the earning potential is better. Mm. So I did it, Barclays paid for my CMAP, started advising in their call centre as well. But again, it was a call center, so there was none of my personality. It was just right. people coming through on the phones, churning business, wouldn't see them again, and off you go. They made us redundant as well. So In Barclays. In Barclays. Now, annoyingly, the jobs weren't taken to India. They were taken to Liverpool as well. They weren't even taken offshore. So got made redundant. And at that time, it, I didn't feel anything. Like I didn't feel like it was the end of the world. Yeah, We had six months gardening leave, six months to do whatever you want and still get paid for it, annual redundancy money. And I was still you know, pretty young, I thought. So whilst a lot of people were panicking, like, what are we going to do? I was like, look, just chill for a while. I think yeah. I went on holiday for a month in between. What I did do as a side hustle, which kind of became a bit of a headache, is I set up a, a gourmet burger restaurant in South Wales as well. Okay. So that was me, uh, my brother-in-law and his business partner. But because I had no job, I was the working partner. I was so there. Like the typical... 
business. Yeah, but it was, you know, bricks and mortar, it was a restaurant. I was there every day because that was the agreement. So mm. nothing wrong with that. But also after about four months, I then got a job as a mortgage broker for specialist finance with investors locally as well. And something just wasn't right because I would spend all my day in the office, nine to five, doing mortgages. I'd then come and go to the restaurant. I would never see anyone. I wouldn't see my family. I had no social life. And I was like, this just isn't working. It's not about mm. the money. It's about time balance. Yeah. So after a while, I sold back my share of the burger business back to my family. So I'm, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, I got sacked from that mortgage company, that mortgage job. Wow. Can't go into it, you know, tribunal and all this kind of stuff. But then I think that was the turning point. I think that made me realize, you know, you can't rely on a job. You know, you, you are just a person and it's a numbers thing. And when they say it's not personal, it's business. That works in a good and bad way. It is just business. You're just mm. a number. So I kind of thought I'm not going to be that again for anyone. So I became self-employed for mortgages myself with a company. And then in August, natural progression, um, I set my own firm. With that, it, it took a while for me to do it and make the jump because I didn't want to leave on bad terms with the company I was with. Because that guy who was there, his name was Morgan. I, you know, I feel he mentored me a lot and developed me. Yeah. So I don't, don't want to leave him in the lurch. So I kind of did it the right way. You know, I made sure he knew, made sure he knew my plans, gave him the chance to say, look, can we work something out together? Yeah. And it, I've left on really good terms. So and I think that's something I'm quite proud of as well. You know, there was a lot of things that you shared mm -hmm. there. Let's go back to one you, when you were in the call center. Yeah. And you mentioned sales. Yes. How important sales in everything that we do? 100% important. I think sales is probably the best skill to have or to learn. Because if you can't sell, you're not making money whether that's making money for someone else or for yourself. I think sales is one of the best skills. And realistically, in any job, if it's not a direct sales job, there's still some element of selling, whether you're selling kind of your personality or a product or the business. I definitely think sales is the one skill everyone should learn. Um, has it helped you in what you're doing right now, being 100%. independent? 100%. So, you know, when I go to networking events and I'm meeting people, although I'm not there giving out my business cards or anything, it's still a sales type environment. You're still speaking to people, you know, charming them, having fun with them. And you, you are selling your business or yourself or your personality. Yeah. I, I can't say, you know, more enough that sales is the skill to have. Um, now let's go back to networking. Yes. You just mentioned that one of your favorite topics. Isn't West it? Chaz, that's where I came from. Yeah. <laughs> is it? <laughs> because when I became self-employed for the first six months, to get my name out there, I was at every event. I think I would be at five events in a week, so everyone would joke, you know, where's Shaz, where's Shaz? <laughs> so I thought, let's just make that my Instagram. I like that. Yeah. It has a, 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 like a story to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I understand. <laughs> I, I, I never really thought, okay. I, I never asked you. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> where's Shaz? Everywhere. To, to, and that's the answer. <laughs> but tonight we have an event. There is no need to ask. I'm there. I'm sponsoring. Oh, you are, mm -hmm. right, right. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We're, got, we're going to come back to that one. Sure. Um, you also spoke about the fact you were, you made, you've been made redundant the first time. Yeah. And then you were sacked. Has that affected your life, especially that you had, you know, you had had that little business on the side mm -hmm. and it's only the being sacked only came after you left your, or you sold your share to your, yeah. to your family. So, yeah, I think... When I got made redundant, I'll be honest again, it wasn't a big deal for me. I'd find another job, you know, I knew I had the skills to get another job. But when I got sacked, 
it just felt like a big jolt because I was doing well and mm. it wasn't any real reason given. Like I can't talk too much about it, but it was. It felt like if you can get sacked after performing at that level, then that that those relationships you build mean nothing. Sure. Um, but hopefully it means I'm a better boss to my my employees and my staff because yeah. I wouldn't be sacking them like that. And it just made me hungrier to prove myself. I think I have um, I have very few chips on my shoulder, but I think getting sacked and trying to prove that person wrong is definitely one of them. Thank you for sharing that. And it's we, we don't want to talk more into details about it, but you know how you had the business? Yes. How now, because you know, you, you, don't, you no longer have the job and you also no longer have the share in the yeah. business. Um, did you feel lost? Did you feel like you were by yourself or did you like, oh, you know what? I can do it. I'm a, I'm a very practical person. So I, all I remember was when it happened, I was in the car park and I was calling the, the few people that I would call to say that this has happened. What do you think I should do? And I think I was probably in the dumps for maybe two, three days and then back on it. So I don't let... Like I said, I'm practical, so you don't dwell on it. If you control what you can control, mm. and what I can control is getting another start somewhere else and, and cracking on. You said something very important now. You sat in your car, mm -hmm. and you called a few people and asked them what you actually should do. Mm -hmm. You know, this is something that most people don't do. Don't reach out for help. Don't yeah. ask that. They don't, they don't look at who's surrounding them, who knows what they actually you know, could advise, yeah. and then reach out for that help. That's really, really important in any business and mm -hmm. in any, any sector, in any industry. Yeah. Um, reach out to people who are around you. Yeah. Um, how was that of a support? It was great. I think luckily, you know, everyone was supportive and actually had practical, actionable advice. I think the biggest thing from Slacking was, and maybe this is um, a cultural thing, is it was the embarrassment and the shame of being sacked. Like, mm. would I go home and say to my mum, yeah, I've been sacked from my job? Like... That was also a lot part of it. Mm. Having said that, my parents are great, but yeah. <laughs> and now that you're successful, we, we we love to see what you're doing. And I am learning quite a lot from you. I yeah. literally just recently started uh, going and exploring different strategies. Was too much into rent to rent yeah. and service accommodation, HMOs. But now I'm into, you know, buying, refurbishing, refinancing, reselling and all that. I want to thank you for tuning in and liking and being so engaging. Uh, I'm loving the love and the support you're showing me every single episode. Uh, if you have any questions, make sure you follow us on all our social media and leave all your comments and your burning questions in the comment section down below. If you're listening to us through the audio platforms, Spotify, iTunes, or if you're watching us on YouTube, do not forget to give us a subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to the Diaries of Success. I was your host, Hajar Beyaz. Until the next episode, do not forget to live your best life. <laughs>